we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for June 21st, 2021. Rotating our uh, warfare prayers, this is the prayer to neutralize occult rituals. I'll go ahead and start us out here. Beloved Holy Savior, Lord Jesus, you are the sacrifice, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth, seated at the right hand of the Father. We honor your sacrifice on the cross, your resurrection and transfiguration, volunteered for our, our salvation. We worship you, exalt you, and magnify your name above every other name. You are sovereign, supreme over all. You are worthy. You alone are worthy. We pledge our faith and love to serve you alone forever. We claim your word, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. And 2 Timothy 1, 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We come in the authority given us to, by Jesus Christ. We cover ourselves with the blood of the Lamb. We place a hedge of warring angels with flaming swords of fire around us and our families continuously. We put on the whole armor of God. We lift our shields of faith to interlock, standing foot to foot and shoulder to shoulder, a solid wall that cannot be breached or penetrated. We resist and renounce Satan, the God of this earth. We rise to war in the spirit against witchcraft, occult maneuvers, and devices sent against your will and the body of Christ. We ask for you to dispatch legions of your warring angels in full battle array, fiery swords drawn to enforce our petitions and intercessory prayers. Rout your enemies on all fronts, turn their hatred, anger, accusations, conflict, arrogance, and wicked schemes upon themselves so that they become caught in their own snares and fall into the pits that they have intended for others. We nullify, dismantle, cancel, and oppose every satanic operation, scheme, maneuver, and strategy. Cause secret plans, agendas, and motivations of the enemy to be revealed for everyone to see. We decree and declare that what these evil people meant for evil, you will turn it around and use it for the good of your people. We close every evil portal that has been opened by them. We break every curse, hex, vex, spell, charm, enchantment, decree spoken or unspoken, sent against the body of Christ, the innocent, and your intercessors by every witch, warlock, satanist, sorcerer, voodoo priest, shaman, soothsayer, medium, coven, and every minion of the devil working iniquity. And we send it back upon their own heads sevenfold that they may repent and turn from their evil ways. Lord Jesus, reveal your love to them. Show them the truth about who they are serving and their eternal destination if they continue in their present path. Open their minds and ears and eyes to receive spiritual insight and knowledge to understand the truth of the gospel. Bring them to salvation. We seal this prayer by the blood of the Lamb, and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Okay, so the first uh, report, it's entitled, Demons Speaking in Tongues Next to You in Church. Counterfeiting Spiritual Gifts. Uh, this is David Hebner and Russ Dizdar. thought they just brought up some good points here. I, I, I came at least partly out of a really charismatic background at least i was in that for a while and um <clears throat> this is something that i believe was going on uh definitely in one of the churches i was at if not multiple and uh, it's very common it's very easy to get away with unless the church is really right with god and discerning things properly and in, in, in the case of charismatic churches that's from my experience never the case and I'm sorry, but that's just never the case. I've never been in one that's even... They're so far off, usually doctrinally, and on so many other areas. There's just so many areas, holes, um, where the enemy can come in. And this gets into that a little bit. We're talking about s satanic abuse. Right. Rituals. The dark side. Right. Program multiples. People who have been programmed systematically by another person or another group right is it possible that 
Some of these programmers actually come out of the church, the religious system. Um, based on their targeted infiltration, and that's the whole system, kind of like the tares. Remember the tares were to be right in the mind? Right, right. It fits that model. Yes, um, many of them have been placed into the church became because they have the ability to like like satan to masquerade you know like the servants masquerade also right. by day they're the nice community leaders but what they really were, were were what they were down downstairs so the above ground they're posers they're they're that's the mask mm. um mm. and they and they love the idea of uh trying to pull the wool over the church blaspheming god by doing this and give a cover story for themselves. Now, I don't want anyone out there to think I'm, 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 I'm pinpointing a particular person. However, could it be that the preachers we see on television that are very familiar to us, uh, the, 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 the superstars of religion, could they be part of Program Multiple? Over the years, because we have been tenacious about going after, because I don't like this. For the sake of the body of Christ, right. I don't like that they're infiltrating. Right. I don't like that the church has been too weak in, deceit, in seeing this. Remember Acts chapter 5, Satan entered Ananias and Sapphira to infiltrate the church to do harm. That's and right. Satan, and, and Peter, of course, led by the Spirit of God, stopped that, saw that. Right. That's where we should be. But these guys are very sophisticated, uh, very plotting. So I could say... And, I, and I'm not going to give a name, but I can say that there's people that I've seen on TV that I've questioned. Mm -hmm. Now, we have purposely counter-infiltrated and gone to churches yeah. looking for this. Yeah. Tracking this in the 80s, late 80s. You actually walk into churches yes, looking we, for this? When we hear about churches where this is happening, where there may be one of these highly you know, trained Satanist elitists and so forth that are doing things... Um, in, in the Catholic system, we've done this. In other churches, we've done this purposely. By design, we prayer target it. We go back in. We want to find out if that's happening. You know why? Because I love the body of Christ, and I want to go in there. And if there, if you've got some bad infiltrators playing games, deceiving people, right. and maybe hurting right. somewhere along, hurting right. some kids in the nursery, right. I'm in there. No, it makes us all look bad, especially to people that aren't Christians sure. looking from the outside in. Yep. If someone's in the church and they're, what should they look for in a, and what would you call these people in the church, these plants? Would they be program multiples? We, well, we, yeah, what? many times, what? yeah, they are. Oh. That, yeah, because covens will send programmed multiples into the oh. church for a number of reasons. Okay, so we have covens. Yep. Would covens be in the church? Well, not the whole. But not so much the whole. So typically, a coven is, is 13 witches that are uh, usually assigned to a particular area or in a particular area that um, place hexes, vexes, spells, curses, and these types of things on the Christians in that area, on, the, on any of the soul-winning churches. Most of the time, if they're organized in particular, they each one of them is assigned a different church. Maybe maybe a couple of them might go to the same church to pose as Christians and to infiltrate. The women will typically uh, be told to try to seduce the pastor or the associate, anybody in leadership, uh, and you know backbite gossip. And the men a lot of times will. Uh, 
try to if if it's like a warlock type of thing if it's like a mixed coven obviously then they would be assigned to do similar things but you know maybe try to seduce some of the women there uh try to get in good buddies with the pastors and then you know lead them in the wrong i don't know who knows put them in compromising situations as well uh this is kind of how they operate group but they may have targeted church because okay. covens target churches okay the coven start right, is coven is that a group or is that an individual group, okay group. okay the coven is a group they target the church they say we want this church over here right they they have they've already created a program multiple right right and they send that program multiple into the church probably after they've done summon demons and targeted the church right. in warfare yeah. almost always wow and why would they tar target a certain church why well, they might have a map of all the churches like they did in Ohio, the, all the Northeast Ohio area. They'll color code the churches to say, if they're weak, they don't care about them. Right. If they're, uh, but if they're strong churches, they may want to, in their rituals, oh. summon demons and send them. Kind of like um, Revelation 16, that out of the mouth of the dragon, and sent the demons. Now, in that case, they sent the demons to the kings of the earth to draw them right. to Armageddon. Right. Um, but summoning and sending is, is a major part of this, and, and we've seen this for you know now 30 years. They've been doing this to the church since the early 70s. And here's their story. If they can't affect the church bad enough with that, they will send somebody in. Okay, all right. They might come first saying, I need counsel, I need help, I need help me. Okay. That's the upfront, the mask side of it. Okay. Inside are highly trained priestesses, highly charged demonically personalities that when there's you're in a worship saying praise jesus they're saying praise the lord they mean satan wow wow you mean to tell me it could be in some of these churches when people are praising when we're praising the lord Absolutely. with our hand you've got demons or, or you've got program multiples and satan they, they love doing it next to you yep. praising satan they they get they really i have get, read account after account after account from occultists from people that were formerly in covens or satanists that stated this was done all the time whenever they could possibly get away with it this is not the first time i've heard this the the one church i was at in um cape coral florida the hyper charismatic uh, church i was in um biggest charismatic church in that area and that was you know that's pretty big town uh it was so serious there that they were, and I, I say they were breaking in, but I think it was somebody in, in, that had infiltrated leadership in some way, shape, or form, probably had a key. They were coming in between the services and leaving bones and ashes on the, uh, the they, they weren't pews there, they were more like chairs. They were like padded chairs. And they were leaving bones and ashes in between services and this is around the same time that i had organized in that church a spiritual warfare team i don't think it was any uh coincidence that things started getting really heated up there when i mean i felt led just to say okay let's let's meet for spiritual warfare let's meet on i don't know we met on like i don't know maybe it was a thursday night the people that were called or led to it and we would pray around the church and um i think we would go out and do spiritual warfare out in the community 
as well. I'm, it's it's been a long time, so I'm a little sketchy on it. But um, yeah, that's that's what was going on there, and and they were breaking in and leaving this. <laughs> I mean, it it was pretty intense. And then I had what, what happened to me. And if you want to know more, just key in supernatural, my supernatural experiences in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. It's really my testimony in my supernatural experiences because I'm not going to do it justice. It was fresher in my mind when I told it then about what happened as a result of that and the victory I got through the Lord from that when I was dealing directly with these witches and they were trying to kill me. I mean, I, I was, that was basically, um, what, what happened to me basically confirmed that they were trying to kill me. They viewed me as the, the, I don't know, the leader that had to go type of thing. And, um, all it ever did is, is, is strengthen my faith, but I get into that in that testimony and, and I'd rather refer you to that now, as opposed to me trying to reconstruct it in my head because it was a lot fresher in my mind when I told it then. But yeah, this is, this is real. I mean, I'm serious. They really get their jollies over this because they, they know they're pulling wool over eyes. They'll even speak in counterfeit speaking in tongues, the false demon given and lay hands on people and want uh, to transfer a demon. That's, so, so actually, Satanists yeah. have a, and this a form. Why, and this is why it's so important. The Bible says, lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of their sin. You do not, when I went to a charismatic, when we came out of the charismatic church that I was in, I had about 10 people follow me. And I remember this, we were trying to check out other churches in the area that were uh, basically of a Pentecostal bent. But one of them was... I believe my patient that I was seeing, seeing the pastor and the, his wife, and man, we walked in there, and it was a smaller church, but they were just laying, I mean, it was like from the get-go, they were laying hands on everybody, and that was some of the weirdest stuff I've ever seen in my life, what was going on in that church. I, I've described it before, but it was, it was insane. Incredibly inappropriate things the bible says that everything in the church should be done in decency and in order in the, you know in the house of god and lay hands suddenly on no man lest ye be partakers of their sins and all of these bible for and i when i was done i wrote the pastor about it and i think him and his wife just basically told me to let go and let god they didn't refute one thing i said to them I brought up all these verses, some of the verses I said to you and probably a whole lot more, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can, And this is why I'm always telling people, please, if you believe something, check it against the word of God. Because if it doesn't line up against the Word of God in the King James Bible, then get, then walk away from it. Don't waste your time with it. And if you feel led, expose it. And don't let other people get deceived by it if you can help that. But that's just the normal. And in the Charismania movement, it's the worst because it's all like, oh, it's oh, this I had this amazing, miraculous experience with God. He told me this and he told me. And so much of the time, it goes totally contrary to the bible what they're supposedly being told what they're supposedly doing but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it, it's it's almost like we are in the days of, of judges where it says every man did that which was right in his own eyes 
I really believe we're this parallels the days of judges in that regard. We're, we're, it's a very similar time period. I mean, if Jesus Christ compared the when before he returned, it would be like the days of Noah, which was the most wicked time the world's ever known. Got so bad, God had to destroy the whole earth. I mean, all the creation on the earth, save eight people on the ark and the animals on the ark, because man's mind was only on wickedness continually. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. Well, that's where we're in the same time. And I guarantee you, in the days of Noah, every man which did what which was right in his own eyes. If it feels good, do it. Do 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 what thou wilt should be the whole whole of the law, according to Aleister Crowley, the great beast, the 666. And then you get the 60s counterculture with, oh yeah, if it feels good, do it. And you know. That that materialistic um carnal type of mindset which really rules, I believe, charismatic churches to a large degree. They're the most susceptible for um, demonic infestation and curses to, to lay and set upon them because there's so many open doors. Speaking in tongues, just like Christians, they, they can counterfeit any gift we have. They have a demonic encounter, you know, counterfeit to it. Wow. And so... Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but churches that are watered down, that don't mean anything, that are weak, chances are you're not going to find many program multiples in that or they Satanists, they right? They don't really care. They don't care. They don't care. They're, they're nothing to them. Because they're not effective. They're not a threat. But they see a church that's on fire for God, mm -hmm. that's the church that gets targeted. Right. Yeah. And in infiltration, in a design infiltration, they're already sending powers. They'll send somebody in. Here's some of the things they'll bring. They'll send a gift. They'll have a, a gift to give to the pastor mm. that's been used in a ritual that has a demon on it yep. with an assignment. Yep. Wow. Charged okay. object. So, okay, so listen to this, guys, because Russ has given you some valuable information. If you have a someone that's coming to the church, given the pastor a gift? Yeah, that's the mo we, we've learned consistently that that's the mode of operation, that when they're infiltrating, okay. they want to target the pastor. Okay, target the pastor, okay. Target any, they, they, they'll go in and recon the church. They'll go okay. in and, and can take information back to the coven. Okay, they'll, would this be maybe a woman targeting the sure, pastor through sure. the demon of sex? Well, that's one of the, see, there's methods. Some of it will be that they're they're going to target leadership. They want to first recon, get all the information they can. Be very careful of gifts you receive from anybody in particular that you're not uh, aware of or are unsaved even even the unsaved may be giving you something unwillingly that has a curse on it maybe you know you just you never know um <clears throat> that's a whole other subject but just that's something to be careful of and give it back to the coven so the coven can send demons okay then they're going to um target the pastor give demonic charge gifts N another method is Calling him and calling him and 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 monopolizing his time, right. taking you know you know the time. Third level, they'll start going to elders and prayer warriors and back and forth, and then they'll begin to say, "Well, he said this and she said." So the goal is create division. Right. They cause division. create division. So when I see a church split, could be could it by be plot by plan by design by design? Sure, that's. That's sure. mind-boggling. You know, look at all the church splits that go on sure. every day. And they also have sub-personalities in all of them that are highly sexually trained so that 
they can target a pastor or a leader with seduction. If they can bring the pastor down, that's a goal. Here's what I believe about PTL back in the day when they went down. My personal opinion is the girl that was brought in was multiple and used to help bring it down. That they were targeted. Jim Baker and all those guys were targeted. Um... They they were off. They they knew that you know they should have known yeah. better in a lot right. of things. Okay, right, right, right. But, they were weak in that area. Right. But I'm yeah. just going to say this. I, I you know I'm I really I love the body of Christ. I, I love my you know the Savior. You know I'm in the body of Christ. Uh, I want to fight for the body of Christ. I don't want to leave any brethren backslidden, fallen, whatever. I'm here to pick up anybody and, and stand with anybody. And it makes me, it, it, it outrages me that when, because the, the truth is they're very sophisticated. The church is not trained to look for a sophisticated, programmed, uh, demonized, highly trained. Again, my, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Be not ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of you. Really, the two main verses that, you know, I'm contending for truth, but two of the main verses you hear me say the most. And this, this is, is heavily involved in that because the church is not equipped or trained and yoked up with the government and and just so many things going on in the church and and they're they're totally ill-equipped to deal with this and it's it's really a, a sad thing infiltrators and and if you if you if they volunteer for the nursery if one of these volunteer for the nursery the guarantee is a sub personality inside them will sexually abuse children. And what is the ultimate goal of a program multiple and and Satanists in in a church? What's their ultimate goal? Beat it. To beat it. To beat it. To bring bring it down, uh, to cause such division, to cause such trouble, to bring a pastor down. We had a church in Pennsylvania where we did a couple of conferences. We heard some stories, we went back. Once they were targeted over and over, the pastor did go down into sexual sins. It turned into a big difficulty because it involved a multiple. It involved one of these individuals, and and another method in this. And I have you know, there's this is very important. If they part of their method is if they begin to be found out, they will disappear overnight. Wow, wow. Because you know what? I've been in churches where people have just disappeared overnight they if they are if they're there because of because again they're they're masters at having an upfront mask uh you know praise god i'm a believer things like that and yet if they if they are one of these they switch personalities to the demonized the co- coven loyal so again they want to go after the pastors they want to stop they want to go after the prayer group and help stop it they want to cause confusion they want to monopolize time they will recon the church here's what i mean They'll get bulletins. They'll get information. They're always around asking a lot of questions about everybody, the pastors, where they live, where's the parent, you know, where's the kid. Where, they want to know everything, right? Because they take all that information back to covens, so they can use it in a warfare strategy to summon and send demons um, against the church. Uh, program multiples in Satanist are most of them women, most of them men. What percentage? I mean, as far as those wanting... I mean, this is why we're doing these warfare prayers now, before every teaching, just to battle this exact thing that they're talking about. In getting help are women. Overwhelmingly, it's women. Now, we've, we had a lot of guys involved. There's no coven that does not have guy leadership. 
There's no coven that does not have guy leadership? All covens have men, male leadership. Okay, so all covens are, are, are led by men. Right, they're led by but, men. But there's women in, in the covens. There's women in the covens always, yeah. Okay. And uh, they can, but they, they're, they're, there's ranks. There's ranks of these covens. There's, you, know, you can be a magus, you can be a wizard, you can be a sorcerer. You Magnus can, is the maga. I mean, that's, that's where we get the term for maga. Trump's whatever, make America. And we got into that in, in uh, a previous study. That that's the highest uh, in uh, Satanism. That's the highest rank. <laughs> you know, so not good. Priest, a priestess. Uh, so there's a lot of rank that involves what you accomplish, what you do. If you participated in blood rituals, human sacrifice. If you helped abduct a child, abduct a child. It, it's there's there's a whole array of status and ranking and wow. position and and that's a whole show in it in and of itself yeah now the preachers that preach in the pulpit and the clearly they preach false doctrine because the doctrine of prosperity they don't want to offend people they take scripture out of context mm -hmm. could they be a program multiple or are they just deceived what well i mean the truth is there's a lot of you know there, there's times there's there's people that shouldn't be in pulpits right i've been in the pulpit 30, you know, 34 years straight, you know, local pastor and so forth. And I've been in missions and doing what I do now. So I've been on the field preaching in churches for over 40 years. I, big churches, small churches. I pastored large churches, small churches. Um, there, you know, the scriptures give a demand for qualification. Yeah. And, um, and then, yeah, in, in a corporate national sense, there's a lot, a lot of churches that have been dumbed down theologically and they don't believe the Bible and so a lot of weaknesses have come in that grieves the Spirit of God quenches the Spirit of God some of the evidence there's no presence of God there's no power of God right and but in those churches the Satanists wouldn't come in anyway you already said that so they, they I wouldn't care I just answered my own question when you got a preacher preaching false prophecies sure. probably not a demon because they don't need to be in there no it's already been no. taken down right yeah they don't care they, about that at all um, <laughs> yeah for some reason they like the Catholic system because of all the ritualistic stuff as we've said before the Catholic churches are already idolatrous pits of evil I mean the idolatry alone that goes on there with all their statues and praying to Mary and Joseph and all their saint. All of it's totally unbiblical. No Bible whatsoever for any of it. And um, that, <clears throat> I mean, that, this is why it's so easily incorporated into voodoo or into Santeria or into uh, the Santa Morte death cult of um, Mexico and Central America where they worship the angel of death. They will they will be practicing Catholics alongside worshiping, or or partaking in voodoo or Santa Maria or uh, all manner of witchcraft, and it's normal because it's an idolatrous system that is easily incorporated into those types of things, those that type of idolatry. So it's no it's no big deal to to incorporate it all into one. I, that was going to be my last question. Mm -hmm. The Catholics, these poor Catholics, they get beat up. I mean, for us, you know, we can't help it. We just beat them up. But, but I do love them. I love the people. You know, you have to love the people. But you just answered my question. My question is, why do the demons hang out in Catholicism, it seems? Because... Yes. 
Well, because, you know, there's a negation of the authority, the central authority of Scripture. Okay. So when you add in uh, ex cathedra and all kinds of other things to where it reduces powerful, straightforward, biblical... Ex cathedra, I think he's in reference to like when the popes can go and make declarations and then that's... Basically, you've got to have one authority. Anything with two heads is a monster. So what always happens in these cults, whether it's Mormonism, whether it's Seventh-day Adventism, whether it's Jehovah Witnessism, that has some type of veneer of Christianity to it, okay? I'm not talking about Islam, okay? I'm talking about pseudo-Christian cults like Seventh-day Adventism, Seventh-day Adventism, Adventism, um, Ellen G. White, that witch started that, okay? Uh, Mormonism, Joseph Smith, and all of the unbiblical, extra-biblical things and books and publications that they always invariably have. They add to the Word of God, and they also take away from the Word of God. Because, for instance, in Mormonism or something like that, whenever the Book of Mormon would contradict the Word of God, you always go with the Book of Mormon. It always trumps it, because something's got to be the authority. Well, that's the way it always works in these pseudo-Christian cults. Okay, always. That's the way. You, you've got to have some way of fleshing and vetting things out in these cults, and that's how it will end up working. Catholicism is really no different, where they've got the Pope's decrees and the extra-biblical things that they go by. Those always will trump the Word of God. The, the, the Baltimore Catechism and these types of things, so many unbiblical things they're taught. And um, basically salvation by works is, is the one common theme of all these pseudo-Christian cults. They always go by their extra-biblical, unbiblical teachings that are demonically inspired. And that's, that's a given all the way through. And that's why those types of cults are so open to demonic infestation and deception and that you want to stay out of them. You, you, don't, you don't want to dab your, your toe in them or dip your toe into, into those types of things. They're very, very dangerous. I almost got, when I was a baby Christian, I almost, I had this Jehovah Witness guy uh, who was very, very, very versed in trying uh, to, he was, he was an older gentleman, did computer work, was always trying to do things for me because I was his chiropractor. Guy was in horrible, horrible shape too. I mean, just you know, just horrible shape. Was on all these meds, and we were trying to keep him together. But I mean, it was just kind of a losing battle. But he did computer work, and um, he said, "I just want you to do one thing, and I did this work on your computer. Just do a Bible study with me. That's all I'm asking." And I thought, you know, I'm I'm a Christian and. I can, and I had my living translation. <laughs> I go over there. And they're immediately taught to zero in on these pet verses that they take out of context to totally put doubt in your head. Normally, things like, was it with Jehovah Witnesses, I think it's something with Michael. He's like the brother of Jesus. Or I don't know. Some it's they're, they're, they're so insane, their belief systems. And they'll take you in their Bible, which is not a King James, 
and they will take you to their pet verse and say, how do you explain this? And they get doubt. What they're there is, is just like these people that infiltrate the churches. They're there to plant seeds of doubt in the word of God because the word of God is the foundation of our faith. So if they can, and if you're already reading in a false Bible version, like the living version, <laughs> the living translation, which literally like cusses in certain places of the Bible, essentially, um, it's real easy to get a baby Christian totally rattled and, and questioning their faith right off the bat. And that's what he did to me. He really got in my head, this guy. And there was about two or three days I was really wondering, um, God got me back on course. But the whole key was is I didn't want to go back there for another helping of his devil heresy. He's literally trying to get me into hellfire literally if you think about it if you think about, about like in that particular instance why are they there why are they demonically predisposed to do what they're doing well just like we would try to save a soul give out a track lead somebody to the lord because we want them to go to heaven forever they're trying to get converts into their death cult and I'm not saying that their motivation is to get me into hellfire, but that's exactly what the demons that are inspiring them and brainwashing them and deluding them are. That's their main agenda. I'm not saying he was a bad person, but he was an emissary of Satan in what he was doing. So just be super careful who you put yourself under, who you do Bible studies with, who you yoke up with, who you take gifts from. Because especially today, when we're in Noah's, basically the equivalent of Noah's day, when man's mind was only evil continually, every man which did that which was right in his own mind, okay? That finding somebody that's actually uh, biblically solid is like a diamond now, like finding a diamond, you know, amongst a whole bunch of coal. It's, it's rare. It's very, very rare. And this is why I said, go back to the word of God and, and, and um, you know, pray, fast, draw nigh unto God. He'll draw nigh unto you. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, this is what you want to focus in and key in on. Because cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departed from the Lord. Most of the time, the lukewarm preachers out there, maybe, maybe they've, they're, they're, they've got, like, their intentions aren't bad. Let's just assume that they're not. And I'm not saying that's the case every time, but, but it doesn't matter if they're in a very, very flawed system that's yoked up with the government, that's, that's on uh, spewing out the party line, take the vax, take the kill shot, wear your mask, get your tests. That's all I need to know about a ministry if they're on that train i don't want anything to do with them and it's within the last year and a half it has become painfully obvious whose side the churches are on because if they're not exposing this kill shot knowing that it's literally defiling our dna and and doing only god knows what else detaching our soul from our body like they like i keep hearing over and over again cultured off aborted babies giving us prions which is like going to eat our brains i mean 
that's and then, then filling us full of nanotech which is changing them into cyborgs if they're not if a church or a ministry is not doing that then i wouldn't have anything to do with them i would try to educate them and go your own way up until this last year though it wasn't that it wasn't as easy because you could say yeah but i've been there a long time this and that well now you know because this is such an overt, in-your-face, satanic agenda, the COVID-19. If they're so pathetic that they cannot even tell you not to take the cure, if they're so gelded and neutered that they cannot tell you to don't take the kill shot, don't go along with all these satanic mandates, then walk. You don't need to know anymore than that, as far as I'm concerned. Educate them if you can, but most of them will not be receptive. I'm just telling you right now. Most of them, you know, um, you try to educate them and they're going to turn and rend you. Cast not your pearls before swine, you know, lest they turn and rend you. That's most of the time what you're going to get. So I'm just, you know, and most of my listeners probably already know that. Powered Christianity like Book of Acts. When you have nothing more than mysticism. When you, when you confuse what salvation directly means and is, uh, when you replace a lot of that with even some pagan things that have been brought in, beads and things. So you have a really a really different system. Yeah. You have Christianity Veneer. there in the veneer, and there's certain things that, well, Trinity, virgin birth, Jesus is God, yeah. he is going to come again. There's things like that there they clearly believe. Yeah. But there's a lot of um, ecclesiastical things yeah. that have nothing to do with... Well, Biblical what you're saying is demons just kind of like to hang around ritualistic type things, and the, the, truth and the Catholics is, have them. They love oh, yeah. messing up the church. They love <laughs> making fun of the church. They I'm, love uh, disgracing the church. And we yeah. should we should realize that. Look at Peter and the disciples. Satan is was you know asked to sift them. Yeah. Peter says later after he finds victory and has victory, mm -hmm. and we're all intended to have victory for sure. We we all we're all supposed to have victory <laughs> yeah. over the world, over the flesh, over the devil. And we we and, we, and I and I've been preaching. Heaven a lot lately because we do a lot of exposure issues but becoming the powerhouse that we should be yeah. the truth is god designed us we could be at the cutting edge like daniel in the book of daniel with all the cult leaders all the channel all of the chaldeans all the sorcerers here's what was said about daniel he was 10 times better wow. 10 times better than the big sorcerers the yeah. chaldeans the astrologers the some conjurers I believe believers, with all that God gives us in Christ, can be ten times better. Absolutely, Absolutely. because greater Amen. is he who is in me, he who is in you, For than he who is in the world. We have the power, Russ. We do. It's just the, 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 the church. Okay, okay. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. You know, and, and we have that power. We have greater power than these witches, these warlocks, these occultists, these types of things. I mean, I don't know how many times I've they try to kill me. I mean, you can go and again, Jasmine, black-eyed witch. I mean, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I mean, <clears throat> thank God for the prayers of my listeners and um, the Lord Jesus Christ, His intervention, His angelic protection, the blood of Jesus Christ. Because I would have been dead many, 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 many times over. Uh, the stuff I've dealt with with voodoo. And uh, astral projecting witches and warlocks and 
Man, I mean, I probably don't even know, I might not know one one hundredth of what has been done, because it's done, you know, most of the time you're never going to know about it until maybe if the Lord reveals it, you know, in, in heaven. This is my next show, but when we come back, I want to ask you about <clears throat> readers to the dead. Sure. What that means. Sure. We'll be right back. I'm not sure if he was meaning like the uh, the ones that the the psychics that uh, like the uh, the spirit will go into the psychics and oh it's it's Uncle Bob and it sounds just like him and he's well yeah it's a Uncle Bob's familiar spirit most likely Uncle Bob's in hell unfortunately because he died and his familiar spirit then mimics Uncle Bob through the medium through the witch and it can do it almost flawlessly i mean he had a lifetime to get it down on what what uncle bob sounds like happens all the time how many people are in hellfire just because of that because they believe that oh i was a christian up to the point i believe that i put more faith oh, i know there's no that was definitely uncle bob there's no way that that he could have known those things if it wasn't oh yes it is because he lived inside uncle bob for his whole life or maybe half of it who knows when he came into him he's uncle bob's familiar spirit he's really good at what he does he's had thousands of years to hone his craft and uncle bob's just his last victim yeah and now he's fooling you and that's how i mean i'm telling you the devil's good at what he does he's the most subtle beast of the field all right let's go further here um next report gay trans pride the deadliest sin pride goeth goes before uh, goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall um proverbs 8 or 16 18. okay so this is a, a report put out by nick j fuentes he's on alex jones i'm surprised they're letting he's pretty he's uh i'm just surprised that jones is letting this on his channel i don't know how long this guy will last but um yeah i, th I thought he had some com some compelling things to say here in this report our country is being stolen from us and that's not just rhetoric our country is being stolen they're from they're showing all these gay prides and all the gay lesbian transgender garbage they're just trying to shove down our throats and it's always about the pride aspect pride pride we're so proud of ourselves when you're in hellfire devils you're not going to be proud of your actions i guarantee you that and it's the Bible says in Hosea 4 7 as they were increased so they sinned against me see that's the thing is when a sentence is not executed speedily against the guilty then they're fully set in their heart to do more wickedness now I paraphrase that Bible verse but you've heard me say that a lot in the last year because they're getting away with what they're doing and they seem to be prospering in wickedness at least for a time they're fully set in their heart to do more wickedness. So as they were increased, so they sinned against me, meaning sinning against God. Therefore, will I change their glory into shame? That day is coming. Oh, it's coming. Philippians 3.19, whose end is destruction regarding the wicked, whose God is their belly, meaning their carnal desires, and whose glory is their shame. 
who mind earthly things. I'm just thinking about whatever is temporal, carnal, right in front of them. And they glory in their shame. This is what these... The, the, the best example of it is the LGBTQ uh, community. Because that's they're just constantly shoving their perverse, evil, wicked agenda down everyone's throat and glorying in the fact that they're doing it like they have some type of satanic moral high ground which doesn't exist our schools our neighborhoods our places of business our economy our government our sovereignty our country is being taken from us it was ours at one point it belonged to our ancestors and now it doesn't belong to us it belongs to foreigners. It belongs to the elite who hate us. Our country. And I, again, I lay that at the at the feet of the corporate 501c3 FEMA clergy response team, Church of America, who could turn this around in in a day if they actually repented, and got on their knees, prayed, and fasted, and, and repented of their wickedness, and started going against these agendas. But they won't because they're literally in lockstep with these agendas and in lockstep with the coming one world religion under antichrist they're all on the same train track same as the satanist same as the seventh day adventist same as the jehovah witch same as the same as the islamists they're all on that same train to the coming one world religion which will be an amalgamation of all different religions with its backbone being witchcraft that'll be the ultimate source of its power being taken and do not underestimate what that means in particular when it comes to this agenda they would have it they're showing this disgusting meated drag queen where these poor little kids are with this gigantic drag queen man and it's just being blues clues is doing that, that arthur show just every kind of cartoons being infiltrated with it and again, if it wasn't such an important thing for Satan, why would he be doing it? Why would he be trying to get these kill shots into everybody? Why would he be shot? Because it's a total satanic agenda and he's trying to absolutely destroy the fabric of society. Any kind of morality, Satan is endeavoring to destroy that. And the church sits by and basically does nothing for the most part. And I'm talking the corporate church. That all of your children would be indoctrinated with trans and gay ideology. Think about a person like James Younger, the eight-year-old in Texas who is being forced by his mother under the order of a court to undergo chemical castration. Eight-year-old. Poor little eight-year-old boy. Forced to undergo chemical castration. And this is the new normal. This is the new abomination normal. Hormone replacement therapy to prevent him from going into puberty. These are the kinds of horror shows, tragedies, the abominations that are occurring. People are performing ghastly surgeries on oh, children. Oh, I didn't know about this show, My Trans Life. Yeah. Where evidently children that are uh, becoming trainees. I, I, it's just... Wickedness is being glorified in every way that it possibly can be. Uh, primarily through Hollywood, but a lot of other channels as well. And on adults, too, where they're cutting things off and cutting things off here and sewing them on over there and putting things inside out and all over the place. This is being taught to our children. It's being done to our children. It's being done to our families. It's being done to our country. 
And he's just got nauseating thing after nauseating thing in the background. Uh proving what he's saying here if you're watching the video. And at what point are conservatives, people that fear God and fear God alone, at what point are the good and decent and Christian conservative people of this country going to stand up and say that? Well, most of them are in the corporate church system. You know? And dare I say of them, how many really fear God? You know, and I don't want to say that like I'm perfect or anything, but I'm just saying, I mean, I just don't see a lot of pushback or evidence of uh, against this wickedness enough and not ask respectful questions and not have a civil debate and not be polite but to say that this cannot go forward one more inch the conservative movement is broadly christian and you can't find a lot of devout Christians, social conservatives or, or anybody that believes anything remotely like the country or like Caitlyn Jenner on being a compassionate disruptor he's she he is on the sean hannity show I, I i was the other day and i i heard he was gonna interview uh bruce jenner caitlin jenner now and i'm like you know hannity you're nothing but a tool of satan honestly at the end of the day what are you saying against the kill shot what are what are i mean what are most of the people in conservative alternative media really doing are you really pointing people to the... Are you really exposing the wicked, evil agendas of the world? Or are you just right-left paradigm? I'm, I'm, I'm over here at Coke, Pepsi. I'm, I'm, I'm here to give you the facade and make you feel warm and fuzzy like there really is something being done. But the reality is, is all they're doing is, is kicking the can down the road and perpetuating this and giving the facade that they're fighting evil. But they're not really fighting evil. They're not. Rush Limbaugh wasn't really fighting evil. Sean Hannity wasn't really fighting evil. Mark Levin, I'm sorry, they're not. Where, are they pointing anybody to Jesus Christ? Which is really the only, the only thing that could possibly defeat wickedness is through him. No, it's all man-centered at best. ...within the leadership of the party. That's why you get stuff like this. We're talking about sick stuff. And I'm Here's not going to be respectful. Camilla Harris, our vice president with a gay like gay flag jacket at a gay pride thing hugging trainees and again this is the new normal of what they're up to i'm not going to be respectful of their anti-god anti-family anti-human anti-conservative agenda we have to say no not just to trans kids oh yeah here it show it shows this big trans uh boy running against these girls in in a, in a 100 meter hurdle race or 110 meter hurdle race just blowing them away it looks so ridiculous this thing is at least double their body weight and he's just blowing these poor girls away racing him but see this is this is the new normal this is politically correct girl sports and not just no to the government forcibly transitioning children we have to say no to transitioning period and say no to trans period you yeah. cannot transition you cannot transition to other genders exactly. we have to say no to homosexuality you could say you're another gen uh, gender all day long bottom line is is, is if you're a man you're going to have 100 percent male dna your whole life you're going to die that way Every single organ is going to be 100% male DNA, and no amount of, of political correctness or arguing about that is going to change any of that. You can cut anything off you want to cut off or redesign something that you want to redesign. It is not going to change your chromosomes, your DNA.
where you're not a male or a female unless unless satan really comes up with with uh you know some type of shot that actually changes your your dna from a male or female perspective who knows what's coming down the road but i'm saying right now that's not the case though okay but they try to argue like oh they're a woman or they're a man or whatever no they're not no they're not we have to say no to lesbians. We have to say no to the whole thing. I agree. What they're pushing is something that is the antithesis of a traditional... Oh, Arthur. Well, uh, with two guys walking down the aisle getting married. Arthur, that show, that cartoon. Um, it says the show's creator said he hoped to elevate hardly represented families through the story of Ark or whatever that is. And again, they're just shoving it down the little kids' throats every chance they get. In moral worldview, with sexual morality and the family in particular, you either believe in the family with a mother and a father. They're showing cartoon after cartoon after cartoon where it's either lesbian or gay men together in these different cartoons. Been in a life, or you believe in anything goes. You believe that the only thing, the only thing that matters in a in a marriage, in a relationship, or in anything else for that matter is an individual's preference and it's about those underlying foundational moral principles you either have one or you have the other because there is no middle ground there's no compromise there is no meet me in the middle between families with biological men and women and men and women getting married and having kids and whatever the hell this is people are willing to put up they're willing to tolerate some of this they were willing to say maybe that's so sickening they're showing all these lesbians i don't know if they're getting married in unison or whatever but again this is all part of the depopulation pro program as well because obviously two women cannot procreate two men cannot procreate okay god didn't make adam and steve he made adam and eve and that's the way that you know the um the population obviously is <laughs> propagated uh, but again, this all lines up with their depopulation agenda. Reduce world population to 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. This is a tenant of that. This is a, a nice big part of that. You know, because they know they don't have to worry about them reproducing. Unless like one of them gets artificially inseminated or something, which is probably pretty rare. Okay, uh, people want to get married. That doesn't have anything to do with me. Fast forward 15 years and the government is telling people we'll transition your children and cut their penises off and put them on hormone replacement therapy and not tell their parents and you have to be okay with that or you go to jail. Well, you're pushing the limits of people's tolerance. People have their limits and they're being pushed right now. And the person who's going to stand up and say that when they run for office, that person, I think, is going to be a very popular politician. Literally, as, as I'm playing this, I check Drudge, and it says, First Trans Olympian, Women's Weightlifting Team. This abomination doesn't even look like a female. It looks like totally a guy from New Zealand that is going to probably destroy every single world uh, world record. Let's, let's hear what he has to say, this devil Laurel Hubbard. Laurel Hubbard, congratulations on your amazing achievement. Can you tell us first? Amazing achievement. Really, really hard achievement. A guy with 100% guy DNA going up against women in weightlifting. And I wonder, you know, I mean, if he's a burly guy, I wonder who's going to win. 
you know, if he's got any kind of training behind him at all. Laurel Hubbard admits the ongoing criticism of her participation as a female weightlifter has been hurtful. But she is determined to continue in her sport and, you know, dominating the way. It must be so thrilling as a guy to go and dominate a whole bunch of women, you know, and potentially injure them and hurt them and make sure that you take their spot. You know, like if you get a gold medal, you took the, the, the girls, you know, the female, the real, real female that should have got the gold, you took her gold medal essentially i can't imagine being such a pathetic um bag of filth that i would even even i mean for someone to even have those thoughts i cannot even comprehend even if you felt that way and you actually transitioned to have the point of having no shame as where you would compete against women knowing you had this incredibly massive advantage over them and yet you still do it because you're that demon-possessed to the toenails and that pathetic where you would go and do that. That takes a special kind of evil. How was the experience in, in California? Oh, look, it was pretty overwhelming. It was pretty, that's, uh... that's, that's the woman. That's the, it's the guy. Pretty overwhelming. I bet it was a pretty overwhelming, devil. Well-organized competition. The American hosts were fantastic. They I mean, this guy's not even trying to look like a woman. Other than the long hair, that's it. I mean, it's a guy. Everything perfectly. I felt like I really had the opportunity to, to live to my best. How did you feel? And this, glorying in your shame. I pray God rain down fire and brimstone on this wickedness, just like in Sodom and Gomorrah. I, tell, I guarantee if that happened, it'd get a lot of people's attention. Yeah. And all men would see in fear and declare the word of God and they would wisely consider his doing, and the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in him, and all the upright in heart would glory, according to what Psalm 64 says. That's what we need. We need God's judgment on this stinking wickedness, where this is glorified. First stinking thing on drudge that I open up. Like it's some wonderful revelation. First trans-Olympian. Women's weightlifting team. I mean unbelievable being able to end up on the podium i'm extremely honored um i mean a lot of hard work had gone into honored. getting me to that point but it's really a dream i think for but any... again they, they glory in their shame things they should be ashamed of no they glory in and then you have society and then you have hollywood and you have the news the the, the prostitute media further reinforcing that behavior pattern Instead of there being shame, no, 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 you have no. Anybody that's going against it should have shame. I'll, I'll never go with it. I'll never condone it. And I don't care if they kill me for it. Because when it's my time to go, it's my time to go. And I will not stop screaming about this. Because this is pure evil. It's a question of what we want our party to be. Do we want to be the party of the Chamber of Commerce and Rick Grinnell, the gay director of national intelligence? Trump Do we pride. Oh, Trump with a big with a big gay pride flag on her. Trump don't matter. Trump's in lockstep with this stuff. 100%. He's been for a long, long time. He's never been against the gay, gay agenda. Ever. He did all kinds of things when he was in office those four years to advance it. 
to give it a little pat on the head and say, oh, you're good, you're good. Now, Biden's taking it to a whole other level. But like I said, all Trump did is pass the satanic by, uh, uh, baton to Biden. Now it's New World Order. It went from New World Order light to New World Order heavy. More of a boot across, across your throat. It was a little more subtle under Trump. It really wasn't that subtle, though, if you really had eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive what he was doing, which I think I, re I really reported on that in the last, you know, his last two years in office in particular. It was pretty easy, you know. But, yeah, he's, he's got tons of people that were that were part of this agenda. Wanted to be the party of only fans and the party of corporate tax cuts and the party of American enterprise? Or do we want it to be the party of the Christian, decent, middle-class people of America between the coasts? That's the question. Conservatives are willing to say, for example, well, we draw the line at drag queens in schools, but they will not draw the line on transgender even. They will not draw the line on, like, contraception and sex education for kids. Well, once it's gotten so bad, so offensive, that even somebody that's apathetic would find something wrong with it, you know, then they're going to speak out. But everything that leads to that point, they have no moral courage to oppose it. That's ultimately what it comes down to. It's easy to condemn the horns and the pitchfork. Okay. It's then, I, then I go to populist press, which is kind of like the more conservative um, populist dot press, which is more the conservative alternative to Drudge. And the lead report there, it shows this abomination, this guy with um, really big muscular arms and big muscular legs and dressed as a woman. He's got his pearls on and his little, his little, uh, I don't know if those are surgically reconstructed breasts. I don't know. It's just, he's wearing a mini skirt. I'm not lying. This is literally on the cover of this. He, and he's in front of a, uh, like some kind of tank, like it's some type of outside museum. And it says Biden's department of veteran affairs to fund sex changes ignores homeless crisis though. Of course, because they're gonna, they're gonna major on minors and minor on majors. They're gonna, they're gonna major on the um well really it's not a minor thing but it's something that they should never ever even give one dime to fun sex changes in for veterans veterans commit suicide at a rate of at least 22 per day because they're so messed up from the vaccines and from what they go through in military service and i'm sure there's a host of other things that they're damaged goods and it's all by design on purpose i've reported on this over and over again okay then um they're not going to do anything to help any of that. No, 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 no. We, we want them to keep committing suicide at that rate. Every, in fact, we'd like to get it higher. But we will fund sex changes. Knowing that people that get the sex changes have, like, I don't know what the rate of suicide is and the people that go trans and all the regret that exists for a lot of them once they get the, the abomination surgery and all these things. So th this is just now the new norm. To condemn the rainbow flag and two people that just love each other it's not easy to do that that's why conservatives now tolerate and support homosexuality transgenderism and a number of other social ills because they say even though it's immoral according to your own religion if you're a christian they say if it doesn't hurt somebody else if i'm not forced to partake in it then uh it's okay but if you stand against evil, you have to stand against evil all the time. It doesn't just end at transgender bathrooms or girls' locker rooms. All of it has to go. And not just trans, but gay too. And not just trans. I mean, how did God deal with Sodom and Gomorrah? It all had to go.
Killed everybody. Wiped out, down to the buildings, everything. That's the only real remedy, I mean, is, is a total eradication of this wickedness. Now, I'm not telling any Christians to go out and do something. I'm saying that's in God's hands. But we have biblical precedents for how God deals with wickedness. I mean, particularly, you look in the, in the Old Testament, how God dealt with wicked um, countries and societies and, and dictatorships in Sodom and Gomorrah and these types of things. And it's very clear that God um, God doesn't mess around. Gay, but you know what else? Promiscuity, abortion, feminism, it all has to go. Because if you take our worldview through to its logical conclusion, why can't, why can't transgender athletes compete in the girls' sports? Because people can't transition. And they can't transition because God made them a certain way and God made them different. And the differences are real and significant and they matter. And if the differences matter, then they have to be treated differently. They have different roles in society. And so if women are, are bored with a reproductive apparatus, and insofar as we know that's the only way to continue the human population, they have to be making the babies. And if they're making the babies, and they have a certain disposition to raise them, they've got to raise them too. And that's a full-time job. What they're doing is marginalizing normal Christian people. They're mararginalizing anybody that is not totally insane. Yes. Well, this exactly. is going to lead to and not only marginalizing, but demonizing them, calling evil good and good evil. That's the normal now. And the Bible says, woe unto them to call evil good and good evil. So, the, you know, their judgment draweth nigh. More suicidal people, kids and adults. This is going to lead to more dysfunction, more confusion, more misery, more sadness, yes. more angst, more anxiety, mental illness, slavery, oppression. That's what all this leads to. That's the end state. Yeah, because what he's not getting into is what is the source of, of the mental illness? Demons. Because when you do and participate and go along with these types of wicked agendas, you open yourself up for demonic infestation. And those demons torment you day and night. That's something that most preachers won't even talk about. The real source of mental illness. If all of that. The family is the enemy of the New World Order. The New World Order wants to undermine traditional gender roles and the traditional family because they don't want you raising your kids. They don't want you serving your husband and your wife and your God and your children. They want you serving them. I do not think that transgender and transsexual should be normalized. I think it's morally wrong. I think it is morally bankrupt. You cannot transition from one gender to another. You can't do that. You are born a gender and you die that gender. And there's no crossing over. You can put on a wig, you can put on lipstick, you can put on a dress. It doesn't make you a woman. And we should not have it in our society. We shouldn't have it on television. We shouldn't have it in elected office. And we should be passing laws to prevent this. And the same goes for homosexuality. And the same goes for abortion. These things are wrong. And we shouldn't have them in our society. They shouldn't be glorified. We should not get too comfortable with them. They should not be normalized. In fact, they should be marginalized. And people should see them as what they are, which is gravely evil and disordered and misguided. Men and women and their complementarity in a marriage is the foundation of a family, and the family is the foundation of a civilization. 
if you are against the family, if you're against marriage, if you're against men and women and their complementarity. And Ben Shapiro in LA, and he said the most Ben Shapiro thing to me ever. <laughs> and his little, you know how he talks, he talks. Got, he do, talks. Give me a Ben Shapiro impression. Come on. I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna try that. He was like, you know, you know, the conservatives haven't cared about gays since like 1990, right? Like, <laughs> like so quickly, like. The conservatives haven't cared about gays since 1990, and again, this is a big reason why this is normal now because. There's been no salt and light with the church, with conservatives. There's been very little of it. And light always exposes darkness, and salt is a preservative for whatever environment it's typically in. You know, like they'll salt meat and it'll last longer. Well, because the church has abdicated its feel, its place on the battlefield and left the battlefield, for the most part, the corporate church. Now, I'm talking about the remnant, the very small remnant that's left that'll actually... You know, I mean, the, they, they actually have eyes to see this 900-pound gorilla in the room that, that I tend to point out every single week. It's multiple 900-pound gorillas in the room that are, you know, in, in our faces that are like, you know, but the normal conservatives and, and uh, uh, 501c3 corporate church people tend to just ignore it all do nothing about it they don't pray against it they don't do anything against it it's 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 unbelievable he did one of those things like you know we don't care anymore right then you are not a conservative so stop calling yourself one call yourself a liberal call yourself a democrat yeah but th this guy still thinks that trump is is a good dude he's 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 shown trump several times the one where he's holding up the bible and all this other stuff i mean you know give me a break and it just shows you that the best of the best in alternative media still don't have a clue about most of this stuff that we talk about on a weekly basis. What are they going to do when, when, with the alien agenda when that comes to pass? I mean, because they've just been dismissing it and dismissing it for so many years, they're not going to have any answer. And their followers aren't going to either when that thing rears its ugly head. And that's just one of the things that, that the body of Christ, that they're the people in conservative, the ones that follow conservative uh, uh, personalities in these types of things, are ill-equipped to deal with, unfortunately, for the most part. But please see yourself out because there's nothing conservative about you. The foundation of the civilization is the family. And this much is obvious. Where do children come from? They don't come from factories. They don't come from the government. They don't come from corporations. They don't come from farms. They come from the womb of women. And they come from men and women. Licitly, within marriage, you know, having sex. That's the only way that they're created. The only way that you get babies, the only way that you perpetuate a society is by men and women getting married and having children. That's how you get society. That is society. Well, that, that should be the, the biblical way that a biblical society is brought forth. And, and, and from a, if they're Christians, yes, yeah, true. That is how society propagates itself. That's how it perpetuates itself. That's the elemental foundation of the society. And in order for that process to happen, for children to be created and for them to be raised and inculcated with the culture and to learn what they need to know for the transmission of knowledge, you need to have marriages, you need to have men, and you need to have women. And by marriage, do not misunderstand what I mean. You, you need the union of souls between one man and one woman in the church. That's the only way that you get a society.
Well, it, and, it depends what society or uh, a godly society. Yeah, that's a very, very good foundational uh, start to that. Yeah, I 100% I agree there. Uh, okay, so going forward here, then we have this. And I think I might have played this at one point, but I, I'm going to go ahead and do it again. It's it's uh, This is entitled Satanic OTO. OTO stands for o o Ordo Templar Orientis, which is basically when Aleister Crowley got bored with the Order of the Golden Dawn, he started the OTO, which is even more sickening and perverse than the Golden Dawn. Uh, I've if you key an OTO, I've talked about it many times in previous teachings. So it says Satanic OTO SJW, you know, Social Justice Warrior, Code Witch, and Google. TEDx says respect the pedos and the child molesters. And um, a week ago, now this was this was a long time ago. A week ago, TEDx talks uh, YouTube channel uploaded a talk about a woman tried where they tried explaining that pedophilia is a natural sexual orientation just like heterosexuality see they're testing the waters they're beta testing the waters to see what public reaction will be because this is the ultimate goal is to have child molestation normalized okay child molesters protected because most of the people at the top of the food chain are child molesters to be in the elite luciferian bloodlines not only you got to molest children, you got to kill them. You got to eat them. You got to drink their blood, harvest their adrenochrome, whatever, or all of the above. So the video went viral and got thousands of thumbs down. The comment section was full of people demanding blood. Thank God. Ted TEDx talks then deleted the video, trying to quietly sweep it under the rug. After they did that, a video mirror was uploaded and the video had almost 15,000 views in under 24 hours. It had gone viral and outrage was spreading all across the internet. Then YouTube just completely deleted the video at the request of TEDx.com representatives. Well, thank God there's, there's some still moral out, outrage left in the world. I'm going to play the few minutes of the video in a second. But he says, here are their, here are their emails for the TEDx uh, TED dot com representatives why don't you shoot them an email and ask them why they're promoting child molestation in uh and as as a natural sexual orientation anyway i give the three email addresses here then it says tedx talks are licensed under the creative common license which means it's not a copyright violation to re-upload and share them which many youtube channels regularly do this is a clear indication of censorship and it is an attempt to scrub this pro pedophilia tedx talk under the rug to sweep it under the rug um it's time to let the world know that tedx is helping to push a pedophile normalization agenda that includes reclassifying child molestation as a sac natural sexual orientation i like calling it child molestation instead of pedophilia pedophilia means child love okay that's way too nice of a term it's child molesters okay that's what it is we are going to force tedx to either officially disavow the video Rather than just quietly sweeping it under the rug or force them to reinstate the video, we aren't going to let them just pretend it never happened. Uh, and then Bible verses that came to my mind about this, Proverbs 17, 15, He that justifieth the wicked, which is what you're going to hear here in a second, this witch devil is justifying the wicked. He that justifieth the wicked and he that condemneth the just even they both are an abomination to the Lord. 
And then Isaiah 5.21 of them that call evil good and good evil. So I'm just going to play about three minutes of this nauseating, sickening TEDx talk so you can hear it with your own ears. I'm letting it load here. <laughs> They're calling it PedX, <laughs> like pedophile. Let me tell you about Jonas. Let me tell you about Jonas. The woman sounds heavily medicated, and I imagine you would have to be heavily medicated to actually go on stage to actually propagate this and to be able to hold a straight face. Jonas is a pedophile. He's only attracted to female children between the ages of 6 and 12 years. Like every other sexual orientation, Pedophilia can have different characteristics. For example... So in other words, she, right away she goes into every other kind of sexual orientation, like it's normal. Like, this is, this is normal. This is just the characteristic of this particular sexual orientation that is an abomination to God. It can be heterosexual, it can be homosexual, bisexual. In God's eyes, there's only one. There's heterosexual, and that's it. Okay, that is it. All the others are abominations. Some pedophiles are exclusively attracted to children. Others are not exclusively attracted to children, but they're also sexually interested in adults. Oh, like that makes it better or something. Their main sexual interest lies within children. Anyone could be born a pedophile. No one chooses. So again, it's it's all about I was born this way. I can't do anything about it. You anybody that would supposedly be born that way is under either a total generational curse, okay, um, which could be the case, or generational curse, or they're a vic, uh, wicked vessel fitted for God's destruction. The Bible says the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. Meaning, well, then the Bible talks about that the men of, that, um, like in Jude, it said that they were, in fact, let me, let me just read that to you real quick. I want, I want, before, before she has any kind of ability to present any kind of case, I'm going to tell you what these child molesters, the classifications that I believe they fall into primarily, the Bible says in Jude 1.4 says there were certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Meaning before they were ever born, they were ordained to this condemnation. Now, I don't quite understand all that. All I'm going to say is that's what the Bible says. Okay, Ungodly men, turning the grace of our Lord into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord in our Lord Jesus Christ. So I want, I'm, I'm trying to give you the concept of you know, the wicked go astray from the womb, they speak lies as soon as they be born. Then we have this, they were they were of old ordained to this condemnation. Again, we're getting into, into areas here that I don't fully quite understand. But here's what the Bible says in Romans 9.21, which should give a lot of clarity about the subject. Hath not the potter power over the clay? And, uh, and meaning God, 
because God makes us, okay? And clay, if you think about it, we're made of the dust of the earth, originally, if you look at Adam, and clay is basically, you know, I mean, you could consider that part of the dust of the earth type of thing. Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, and ultimately, all these people that are marching in the streets, all the people that were glorying in their shame in Sodom and Gomorrah, okay, what if God, willing to show his wrath, to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath, which would be child molesters, a great example, fitted to destruction. Fitted. Meaning, that when I'm looking at this word in, in the, uh, in the um, concordance, Strong's G2675, this word fitted. Strong's G2675, Katartizo, Katartizo. That's the word, okay, in Greek. That word means they were fitted for destruction. They were prepared for destruction, okay? Um, I'm trying to give you some other things that would um, maybe, basically they were prepared ahead of time for God's destruction here. And I know that's a hard concept to understand, but I'm just telling you, that's what the Bible says about this exact subject. Now, somebody could also be a child molester because they themselves were molested at a very early age. Typically, that's how it happens. And that's terrible. Okay? Then the action repeats because the demons that were in the person doing the molesting then went into the child, and then the child repeats the behavior unless God intervenes. Now, there have been instances of, of um, I've got listeners that were horribly in the sodomite movement. And I don't mean child molester, but I mean sodomite movement. And God saved them out of it. Now, I don't know of any child molesters that that's the case. I've never heard of a testimony. I was a serial child molester and God miraculously saved me. I, the point is, is there's a point of no return. Okay. Um, when you have your conscience seared with a hot iron to do those things that, which are not convenient, like the Bible talks about in Romans 1, where it talks about men with men, women with women, that's a line few people ever come back from and get saved from. Some do. But then there's a whole other line where men burning after men is one thing, but then men burning after little children, that's another thing. And then acting on it, that's another thing. So that's a whole other line of depravity. Um, the Bible talks about having your conscience seared with a hot iron. Those are lines that can, when they happen, and I don't know if there's any way. Now, granted, that's, a, that's between them and God. I'm not saying God's not big enough. I'm just trying to um, give some more light. These people that are child molesters are demon infested, whether it was a generational curse, whether they were a vessel of wrath fitted for God's destruction, whether they were, whether they were um, raped by a same-sex partner at an early age. It's, it's all an abomination to God, though. Those are the three main reasons why that happens. She's not going to acknowledge any of that. She's going to act like it's just normal and they can't help it. I'm going to tell you the truth, though. 
I'm going to tell you the biblical truth of how that happens. And those three ways are the primary ways that this happens. Okay? Um, but she's never, ever going to acknowledge that, this heavily medicated witch. To be a pedophile, no one can cease being one. Again, you know, maybe from the standpoint of they've so crossed the line, if they're a pedophile, they're a child molester, maybe that is true. Maybe that is true. I know there's been, like I said, I know there's been gays, though, that have been saved. But her and I would say that from two totally different perspectives. She would say because they can't help it. I would say because their their conscience is so seared with a hot iron. They've been so turned over to a reprobate mind. Or they're probably a vessel of wrath fitted for God's destruction. Yeah, you're right. There is no coming back. The difference between pedophilia and other sexual orientations is that pedophilia is only the sexual preference for pre-adolescent children. Pedophilia is an unchangeable sexual orientation, just like, for example, heterosexuality. So let's think about... <laughs> so she's equating that with heterosexuality. Which, again, is just a lie from the pit of hell. An absolute lie from the pit. A crime against humanity. A crime against nature. That child molestation is. The, the most, other than child sacrifice, you know, right up there, the most vile, wicked thing that we could ever do as humans is to sexually molest a child. Yet she's trying to put this cotton candy veneer on it like it's okay and they can't help it. I, I, I've, I've rarely ever heard anything so overtly evil and satanic ever justified in a, in a public forum like this. This again. How can we help him to live out his sexual... Um, we can help him by executing him in mass which would send a clear message to all the other ones that were thinking about molesting children. That's what I believe the biblical remedy is. Mass execution of child molesters. And I will make no apologies for that. I'm not telling Christians to go out and to act on that. I'm saying from a biblical standpoint, I don't know what other remedy there could be other than the off chance of them getting saved, which I believe would be incredibly rare because of the reasons that I just mentioned. And if you are a vessel of wrath fitted for God's destruction, there is no hope for that vessel. Now, I understand that's a matter of, of I mean, God's. that's God's doing, that's God's dealing. I'm saying that I would, I would pray as God did in Sodom and Gomorrah, that he be the one that administers justice regarding this matter because we need justice regarding this matter the recent studies i've done on the adrenochrome harvesting and and all of the um the children being brought over the board border through biden and being whisked off and never seen again god only knows where they're ending up child sex slavery human sacrifice sex slaves um uh all kind of occult ceremonies where they're being sacrificed. Don't you think that kite, that might need to stop and that God might need to do some really, really severe things in order to stop that? 
So I'm not going to apologize for saying what I just said. I'll double, triple, and quadruple down on it. I pray for God's righteous fire and brimstone fury on all child molesters worldwide. Rain down. Can you imagine how many people would get saved if, if that actually happened? If all of a sudden they were just being struck dead? In such a manner that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God. Meaning, the people that saw them getting struck down by ever which means God deemed so, that they knew God did it. God got the glory and God got the fear. Because that's the one thing we sorely lack in this wonderfully, politically correct, wonderful world we live in, is fear of God. Yes. We can make a difference for Jonas. Oh, that's what I we care about. You know what I really care about? I care about making a difference for the children that Jonas is molesting, because you know he is. Oh, he's never acted on any of these impulses. Not according to what I've heard when they went into that gay bar and those guys that were child molesters were all saying, yeah, I've been with like, I've seen statistics of the average child molester being with over 100 kids. They're very, very good at what they do. They're demon-possessed of the toenails, and those demons are very adept at how they operate. What organizations they infiltrate. Boy Scouts and in church youth movements and any place they can be around kids and these types of things. They're very good at what they do. As a society. Can she, so, so this witch is worried about this child molester named Jonas, or whatever his name is. And not the kids he's molesting. Basically, who cares about the kids? Who cares? All we need to care about is Jonas and being there for Jonas. I'll be there with a guillotine for Jonas, sure. One, I'm 100%, whatever, whatever I, however I can help facilitate. Jonas launch it off into hellfire if he will not repent of his wickedness, sure. That's wonderful. Because when wickedness is not judged, wickedness propagates. And because there's been very little judgment on wickedness in the planet because the church doesn't pray for it, well, the planet is, is kind of in the shape it is because of that. The hand of God's not moving because there's very little prayer fasting regarding issues like this. What's more important, protecting the pedophile or protecting the children being molested by the pedophiles, by, by, by the child molesters? by the ones killing them and selling them into sexual slavery and, and, and harvesting their adrenochrome and drinking their blood and torturing them to the point right before they sacrifice them. Who should we be caring about is, is the point I'm trying to make here. At the moment, we live in a world that already excludes pedophiles because of their preference alone. Oh, the humanity of it all. We can make Jonas feel that he stays a valuable member of our society. He's never going to be a valuable member of any society that I value. Ever. At bare minimum, he needs to be in jail for the rest of his life. What, he should, what should happen is he should be executed. And those executions should be widely known if the government had any moral decency of bone in its body. To send a clear message to other child molesters that if you do this and you get caught and we're watching, we will execute you as well. 
because we value our children. We don't value you, Jonas. We don't value child molesters. We don't. Pray to God, if it be possible, your soul be saved, Jonas, but I don't value what you do, and I'm not worried about protecting you. I'm, I'm worried about protecting the kids you violate. And only God knows what else you do. Although he's a pedophile. Right now, most of us feel discomfort when we think about this scenario. <laughs> and most of us feel discomfort when we think about pedophiles. But just like pedophiles, we are not responsible for our feelings. Oh. We do not choose them. They can't, again, they can't help it. They can't, and they, they have their feelings and then they act on their feelings. They're not responsible for anything. Who cares about the kids they're annihilating for the rest of their life? Who cares? Who cares about them? Because not one time does this witch ever mention the children that this is happening to because it doesn't matter to this witch at all. All that matters is that the child molesters be protected. But we are responsible for our actions and we must make a decision. Yeah, just like a child molester should be responsible for his actions and that should be execution. It is an our responsibility to reflect and to overcome our negative feelings about pedophiles. <laughs> Oh, it's my, it's my responsibility to overcome my negative feelings about child molesters. My negative feelings about child molesters ain't going anywhere, witch. Ever. Sorry. I am going to, the Bible says, if you love God, hate evil. If you love God, hate evil. That should be the normal, and there's not a more, much more evil than that. Child molestation. That we're even having this conversation is so beyond incomprehensible. In a public venue and forum. If you love God, hate evil. Them with the same respect we treat other people with. Respect. Why would I give them any respect? They're molesting children. They're sexually defiling them against the will of the child. They're basically, for one moment of sexual gratification, potentially destroying the rest of their life because of the demons that they're implanting and the, and the physical and emotional trauma that that child will endure, even if it's one time. This this woman, I'll tell you, she she is a nothing more than a snake in the grass. A very she's trying to be subtle, but how do you be subtle about a subject like this? She's trying. She's failing though. We should accept that pedophiles are people <laughs> who have not chosen their sexuality. Uh, we should accept that pedophilia is a sexual preference. Oh, you witch, you devil. May your tongue turn black and rot out of your maggot-infested head in the sight of all men, witch. I, I, I really, I pray that for anybody like her, or, and I won't make any apologies for it. We need God's judgment against this wickedness. Because the church is just... The word pussy-footed around comes to mind. 
played patty cake with Satan for all these years. Look at the state of the world. Thank you, corporate 501c3 FEMA clergy response team churches. Franklin Graham telling everybody to take the kill shot and that if you don't tell your congregations to take the kill shot, that you're going to incur God's judgment and that that's what Jesus would do. That's the state of the sorry so-called church of America. Gelded and neutered beyond anything that you could ever conceive. Not me. Not me in the name of Jesus Christ, never. And not my listeners either. Bible verses regarding defending and protection of innocent and the children. Guaranteed she don't want to hear these verses. Psalm 82.1, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. How long will you judge unjustly? So what he asks the corporate church of America. And accept the persons of the wicked. What, like having drag queen story hour in your church? Or having COVID response teams come into your church and have using your church to actually administer the kill shots in your church? Or to bring in all kind of worldly programs into your church? Or to have lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender programs in your church? How long will you accept the persons of the wicked? Sila, meaning reflect deeply on that. Think about it. Defend the poor and fatherless. Most of the time in most churches, the benevolent fund is the, if there even is one, is the least amount that they give is as far as money to. That should be the primary thing that the church gives to. Okay? You can look in the New Testament. Do you see my teaching on New Testament giving. The Old Testament tithe versus New Testament giving. Okay? Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. How much more afflicted that you could be is, is if you were, or needy could you be, is, is if you were a child caught in some kind of pedophilic child molesting network. We're supposed to do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Deliver them. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. That's what we're supposed to do. Matthew 18, 10. Take heed that you despise not, and this is Jesus Christ speaking. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones, little children. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. He's saying that you're not even to despise them, much less molest them. Jesus said in Mark 9.37, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me. So you receive a child in the name of Jesus, it's like you're receiving Jesus. It's like it's like it's like you're like you're being kind to Jesus. And whosoever shall receive me, receiveth not me, but him that sent me, meaning the Father. God, it's very important to God how you treat children. In other words, Psalm 127:3: Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. That goes right along with that with the, um, that Nick Fuentes guy where he was talking about how they're trying to demonize 
the, the you know the institution of marriage and man men with women and women having babies and being you know and i understand that's not not every woman is called of god to have babies i understand that but i think that in a normal uh if you could have a normal biblical society that would be more the norm obviously it wouldn't be the feminazi route that United States has taken since the 60s. Hebrews 11.23, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. So, oh, they went against the government to protect their child? Yeah, they did. And that was Moses. He had a pretty high calling. So again, when it comes to obeying the government or obeying um, the word of God, you always obey the word of God. Mark 9, 42, and whosoever, Jesus Christ talking again, and whosoever shall offend one of these little ones, now would, would molesting them, would that be considered offending them? I think that's a little bit more than offending Whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. And this is why I believe I'm justified in saying all the things that I just said during that video. Because Jesus Christ said, if you do this to a child, okay, and, and, th and that's just offending them. That's not, could you imagine if there was a Bible verse about if you molest one of them, what he would say? This is just about offending one. It is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he be cast into the sea. So that's the punishment for that. And again, <laughs> the biblical usage of that word offend, I'm going to give you, to put a stumbling block or impediment in the way upon which another may trip and fall. We're not supposed to be stumbling blocks before our brothers or sisters. In other words, you don't do things or set examples, even, even if you're not trying to get them in a bad, push them in a bad direction, you're an example to them. And if they're looking up to you and they see you do something offensive, that's like putting a stumbling block before them. Also, to entice to sin. entice a child to sin you're putting stumbling blocks before them i mean then you have child molestation which goes way 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 beyond even th those things that i just mentioned there so i believe i'm justified in saying what i did what i said before because it says here in mark 9 42 jesus christ saying that if you just offend one of these little ones that believe in me it's like a death sentence it's better for him that a millstone would hang about his neck and he were cast into the sea. It's a pretty harsh punishment. And maybe that's a, such a big, gigantic reason why Satan's trying to get us to defile the children and to not care about them and to molest them and kill them and child sacrifice and all the, because he knows this. Jesus, Satan knows this. And he knows he's going to end up in the lake of fire and he wants lots of company. That's all I have. I'm, I'm way over on time for part one. So God bless you and we will see you in part two.